Hi, I'm John Microsoft, and welcome to the Nerd and or Geek podcast, the special E3 edition. I'm here from Microsoft to say you should check out our great games and consoles, and we really are for the players. Oh, hi, I'm Cal as well. I'm here as well. <laughs> Microsoft um, John, with you every John second Microsoft. of your lives. So many people every day have a Microsoft, and we're there for ev- all of it in <laughs> your bedroom. In we your are there for everything. Every part of being a gamer <laughs> means being Game, part games of Microsoft. Are everything, everything with Microsoft, everything. Video games. games. Change for one. Woo! 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 Yeah, yeah, that's right. Someone in the crowd there uh, cheering video games. I said the word video games, so he has to cheer for that. Um, welcome to the Nerd on the Geek podcast with me, your host, Cal Doughty, and also everybody's friend, Scott Hunter. Hey! The special E3 edition! Yeah! It's been E3! It's been E3, we've, it's happened. We've listened to American presenters talk for a week about video games and how amazing and special they are and how amazing and special you are for liking them. We um, saw some great t-shirt blazer combos. Yeah, we did. We saw we saw some some great games plus <laughs> some some potential consoles in the future. And we're going to talk about that. So we're going to talk about that <laughs> together um now. Um, I can reveal at least one game is in development right now. One <laughs> video game. We've got at least 14 exclusive games coming to our console. All right, John Microsoft, you can you can leave now. Um, Scott, how are you? Yeah, I'm real good. Uh, I'm I'm fine. I was talking to you earlier about how it's been a very busy week. I've been yeah. I've, been, I've been run ragged. I've been running about this house. I've not had a moment <laughs> peace to myself. Uh, you know, <laughs> all the people in this house never give me a moment's peace. Just want some peace and quiet. And watch if, my soaps. If I just said offhandedly, like I was like, "Oh, it's been real busy. I've had to have my. I've got my kids for a weekend." And you were, yeah. well, How would you react? Spill out. Um, yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Could I, I, I would stay family. in character, and then after the show, we're like, "What the fuck? You've been lying to me all this time about our secret family." Are you? Are you okay though? I, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm. I'm perfectly well. I'm being happy to. I got to play some video games. I've actually. Indeed. Well, okay. So, update to last podcast. I didn't go to Tokyo, but. No. I did. I <laughs> oh, did yeah. Get... The, to, 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 to catch you up, uh, previously on Nerd and Geek. Previously on Nerd and Geek. Um, Scott was debating whether to go to Tokyo or whether to buy a PC. Uh, I bought a PC. I took a simple PC. option. <laughs> so, I've, had, I've got a desktop, a gaming computer, a rig. You might say a gaming rig. If you're a, uh, if you're an asshole, you'd say that. <laughs> and I've, so I've been able to play all the PC games I've wanted to play uh, for like, ages. Like Morrowind. Like Mor- yeah, I sent you some <laughs> video. I was loaded up the Elder Scrolls Morrowind, played a bit of that. No, and but, Minesweeper. My uh, not Minesweeper, Pycross. Oh, sorry, it was some numbers thing. Mm, some numbers thing. Anyway, I've played all the PC games I wanted to play for ages and not been able. All to play. of you, co- you completed them all. That was impressive for a week. Yeah, it was all right. Oh, wait, one sec. I'm just going to connect to my phone's internet. Okay. Sorry to interrupt our flow. All right, good. Are we here? Yeah, you're here. Okay, brilliant. Uh, you, you played all the games that you wanted. Um, you completed oh, a them couple, all. A couple of big games. I've not completed them all. I played a couple of big games that I wanted to, I've been wanting to play for a while. I've not been okay. able to. So I played. What what, uh, what what games are they? Are we going to jump into what I've been playing? I I played Divinity Original Sin two. How's that? 
It's, it's good. I'm I play about five hours of it. It's real good. Okay. Uh, all my friends have been raving about what a great RPG it is, and they are yep. they're right. I think I've been I've been enjoying getting to that, and I've played about twenty hours of Stellaris. Oh wow! Okay, so that's actually quite a bit. That's more Stellaris than I is really has really grabbed me. Yeah, that's a that's a grand strategy space game. That's loads for you as well. It is loads for me. Is is I've I've not had in a long time the experience of like I start to play, and then it's like you know nine of evening, and I look at my clock and it's like one a.m. I've not had that in so long where something Mm. just completely grips you to the point where time just flies by. I'm really jealous of that. Actually, I really want that experience again where something just transports you to like time travels you. You know, it's um, mm-hmm. what what's what is Dora, so, when did that come out? Oh, it came out in like 2012. Uh, so it's Stellaris. been there for quite a while, but I've didn't uh, pick it up for uh, when it came out, and I've I've just got around to it. It's uh, I I gather they've changed it quite a lot since then in patches and kind of updates, so it's not quite the same game. But it is a grand strategy space game. Did that come out for Switch recently? Oh god, there is a console version. I don't know if it, there's a Switch version. Is it? Switch I don't. I don't know if a console. I don't know if a console version is any good. There is definitely a console version though. Console edition. Um. Gripping. <laughs> it doesn't say what it doesn't say what it's for. Uh, it's for definitely for PS4 and Xbox One. Oh no, play, PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Okay, no Switch version. That's a shame. Um, well, no, I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying that. So it's a grand strategy. What what is what does grand strategy right. mean? So okay, like, compare, so it to, compare it to a game I might. Okay, know. so you've played Civilization, right? Yes. Okay, it's part of a game like so games like Civilization and Solaris are part of a genre. They call them four X games. So okay. it's a game in which you usually a strategy game in which you explore, expand, exploit, and exterminate. It's the four Xs. Because, but it's kind of like a big game. So you control a a space civilization. You start on one planet. You're gonna expand out into the galaxy. You're gonna manage your economy, do diplomacy, do some wars. Oh yeah, okay, my my favorite. Yeah, and typically games. So you've been playing for twenty hours. So you're probably halfway through your first game then. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the thing. It's a game halfway through your first turn. It's a game uh, by a company called Paradox. And Paradox games make a lot of big strategy games like this and they have a fan base I'd never really got into Paradox games because they're a bit different than the, the games I'm used to because I'm I'm sort of used to a, a civilization type game where in civilization you're how you, you know you're managing a civilization from birth to win to birth to win birth to what to win the two age states but, but there yes <laughs> but there is in civilization there are some very clear victory conditions and you go for it. like the aim of the game is to basically win to get to yeah. one of the victory conditions okay. ideally as fast as possible if you if if you want to play kind of efficiently like that whereas in a paradox game there is a victory condition but from what i can tell it doesn't really matter and most people who play them don't aren't trying to win a game it's more about setting your own goals and you know and the stories uh, you can tell after the fact yeah it's, it's about the narratives that emerge through through so, the story are they did they make Crus- crusader, crusader kings, kings crusader kings two? yeah crusader kings I played, paradox i played a um, game mm. of thrones mod of yeah. crusader kings 2 and that was um 
That was really good, but the most mm. complex game I've ever played. Yes, Europa Universalis, Hearts of Iron, Victoria. These are all these kind of uh, games that they make, and they're they're games characterized by there's a lot of moving parts. So it, there's a lot of flex, there's a lot of flexibility. Like you can in Stellaris, you can customize your government in so many ways. You can customize like the ethics of your civilization, and you have to move before you can change like your government. You have to change like the way people think ethically. You can like re-sequence your species you can like do gene modification to like make Jesus your species Christ. different you can you know, design your own ships there's so many parts and I think part of the game is you set your own goals within that so if you're like oh in this game I want to you know create a galactic federation and uh, my goal is to create kind of a biggest power state or to you know ascend to a higher level with my species or something that's yeah. more it than getting to the end. Okay, what sort of stories have come out of you playing this? So, so all right, so here's here's a story I like that I had in my first game. Sorry, I just dropped a little thing there. <laughs> in my first game, so imagine it was falling apart <laughs> already. Just start smoking over the missile. Knowing me, it would do. Uh, so you know you, you've got humans. My first game, I went for humans because I thought you know learning the mechanics going to just pick something simple and get to grips with that. So imagine humanity is taking to the stars and uh, the first, you know, the first ship they launch, an exploration ship to, uh, to find new life. Um, there's a woman who's, uh, who's the captain of it. I can't remember her name now, but whatever. She's, <laughs> you know, because terrible. No, Would she's... you remember it if there's a man? <laughs> no, I wouldn't. The men are even more faceless. Uh, they're, but you know, imagine, imagine getting, but getting the captain position on the on the first exploration ship. So she goes out and she, you know, there's a lot of boring work, a lot of surveying, but she finds some interesting anomalies. She, you know, it's charts for galaxy, and then eventually she uh, becomes leader. She becomes a founding member and leader of a political faction, a progressive faction that wants equal rights for all alien species. And then eventually she gets elected president, and she gets re-elected five times or something. And you know, die and eventually dies, having led humanity into a new era of space exploration. And that's kind of one of the narratives that emerged. And you don't remember her name? Oh, I don't. Claire, something. Claire, <laughs> she did all of this fucking President, stuff. President Claire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know what's good. wrong with history? You're on the wrong side of. I'm history. a historian. Yeah, you're not very good at it. Clearly, uh, can't remember her name. Yeah, I put more effort than this into my professional work. <laughs> I don't believe you. Um, who was the first horse rider? Jockey. The, fir the first, what, first in jockey. Brit the in British? Race, race jockey. The, fir the first person to ever ride a horse? Or the first as a, British? As a, the first person to race a horse. In Britain? Ever. I don't, I don't know. Ever. Well, there we go then. There we go. Bad at your professional stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Useless. Was it also a woman? I bet it was. Um, and anyway, so that's just an example of the kind of narrative that can emerge. That sounds good. That sounds it's cool. It's, 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 it's something that I would never want to play. Yeah, I want to play. Because... I've got some friends who play it online, so it'd be cool to play okay. it. Wait, with you can, real humans. How does it? How does it work online? So it is. Um, it's a game that happens in real time. So you can yeah. you can pause it, but uh, essentially, basically, one <laughs> in-game day passes per second of real time. So you, oh, yeah, God. so you can just order stuff around the map. It all happens okay. in real time. If you pause it, does it pause for everyone else? Uh, I don't know if you can pause it online. You might just have to go to like slower speed. Can you all be friends? You can all be friends, yes. Will Damn. we all be friends? Maybe not. 
maybe I'm sort of interested in this now. Mm. Yeah, get um, it. We'll play I'm it online together. Gonna, I'm not, not going <laughs> to do it. I've got too much. Uh, as, we, as we'll discover later on, I've got too much to play coming up, so I'm not getting started. Okay. In, and in one thing like I played today, uh, I got Cadence of Hyrule, which came out. How is it? I've so not that, got it yet. It's, it's really good. I really like it. I'm, I'm, I'm really... going to be getting it ahead of my holiday mm. next next week, and so, yeah, I'm really excited. Okay, is tell, I, I've really enjoyed it. Tell me about it. Okay, so Kay, if you're for the listeners who don't know, Cadence of Hyrule is a new Zelda spin-off game, and it's basically a fusion of The Legend of Zelda and a game called Crypt of the Necrodancer. And Crypt of the Necrodancer was a, a rogue-like game where you played, uh, you went through a dungeon, obviously a randomly generated dungeon, but the tr- trick was it was a rhythm action game as well. So there's music and there's a beat, and you could only move uh, on the beat. And everything you did was moving, so you move and then you press the move buttons to attack, etc. So everything you, you do is on the beat. You can only move on the beat. If you keep on the beat, then you'll get bonuses. And, you know, it's a, it was a really good game. I really love Crypt of a Necrodancer. And yeah, this really is The Legend of Zelda, Crypt of a Necrodancer. So it is, it is basically a, a Zelda game. Like, it looks... It's got a lot of Link to the Past vibes. You know, the um, Octavo, the evil musical sorcerer, has sealed away the King of Hyrule. And obviously you've got to uh, uh, free the King of Hyrule and restore peace to the land by defeating Octavo's four champions. So there's so basically... You go ahead. Is, is, it, um, is it more like, like a randomly generated Crypt of Necrodancer game or is it more like an open world Zelda Okay, so, so there is an overworld. Uh, oh, wow, is, okay. Yeah, so it is like Link to the Path style where there's a obviously top-down 2D overworld. I do not know whether the dungeons are randomly generated okay so because obviously you do have dungeons uh, and the four main dungeons you have to beat um, i've only i've done the first one i don't so i've not obviously gone back and done it again or done another game so i don't know whether those are randomly generated but the overworld is fixed uh you go from screen to screen it's like a scroll it's not free scrolling it is like in, in a 2d zelda game where you get to the edge of the map and it just goes to the, and next, you screen. Go to the next screen okay so basically every screen uh, while there are enemies around, you move in the Crypt of a Necrodancer style, where you have to move on the beat. Uh, once you've defeated all enemies on the screen, you can just move freely. Oh, well, wow, okay. move as fast as you want. Uh, yes, and it's... Uh, yeah, it's good. That sounds really good. But really basically, every that. screen has enemies. Uh, when you defeat all the enemies on the screen, you'll get um, diamonds. Diamonds, it's... Necro- the thing that's Crypt of a Necrodancer style about it, uh, as well, is when you die, obviously, you get you come back, but... Um, all your um, all your breakable items are gone, and you get the chance to use diamonds, which you accumulate in the game, to buy back things and buy new things to help you out in your next playthrough. Okay, similar to the first game. Yeah, so it's kind of roguelike in that way. Yeah, uh, but you you do get certain all your weapons stay. You get certain permanent items, which are always around. Nice. That sounds really. And you can play as you, you can play as um, Zelda or Link. Or Cadence. Uh, or, or Cadence. Right? Cadence is, so Cadence, you start the game as Cadence and then you play yeah. Zelda or Link for a while. I've, I assume I'll get to play Cadence a bit more later, but I don't know. Does it, exactly. does it feel like a big game? It, it feels so, I, like I said, um, as far as I know, there are four dungeons. I've done, I played kind of a couple of hours and I got to do one. So okay. assuming it's probably going to take you maybe eight to ten hours. Uh, it okay. does feel quite big. It, quite, it feels like a... a you know, quite a length of a path style. Um, I guess Link to the Past is probably a bit bigger, because I think there's a bit more. There's like several, uh, eight dungeons in that game. But it's, you know, it feels quite big. It feels like you're on a real adventure. Like, it feels like a real Zelda game. 
but just with how's, Crypt of Necronauts and mechanics. How's the music? It is good. It is the same. It's you know, a fusion of Zelda tracks, uh, new tracks, Crypt of Necronauts tracks. Oh, wow, okay. That sound, oh, sounds really good. It's I'm really excited. good. I would, like, I'm, I'm really, really having to hold it. off from just buying mm. it and playing it today, Yeah, because I need to save it for my holiday. Obviously, if you, like, if you like Crypt of Necronauncer, it's this, but is that, but more. And oh. it really, I would recommend it to pretty much anyone if you like Zelda games or Riven action games. Yeah. I'm going away for two weeks on Monday, mm. so I need a game to sort of keep me going from there, so I'm hoping this is going to be that game. Yeah. To, to uh, while I'm traveling and like around. I said, I don't know if you did another run through. I don't know if there's new game plus at the moment, or if uh, you did another run through. If there'd be some variation in there, it might even do that thing where you complete the four dungeons and suddenly it opens up more. Yeah, maybe. You know, Zelda games do tend to do that, mm, so maybe so that'll be. I've got, the case. No, I've got, I've got no idea, but I'm, I'm really enjoying it so far. Nice. I'm excited. Um, what have I been doing? I last night I finished up uh, that Steam World Quest game. Oh, uh, so I, I completely that. I was like, that was a, that's a really good game. That's about 15, 16 hours long. Um, well, I say I finished it up. I was on the final boss. I got through his final phase. He had two health remaining. And I decided, well, sorry, he had about 200 health remaining. So I decided to just go all out. I was on one health for each of my characters, all out attack. And one of the attacks missed, leaving him with two health. And then he killed me all. Killed us nice. all. Nice. So at that point, I was like, I'm not doing this fight again. I've been doing it for half an hour. I want to end the game now. And so I watched the ending cutscene on YouTube. It's only, like only, only five minutes long. Very good. I'm not going through another half hour fight. Mm, you know, it's, it's, it, was, it was my mistake, granted. But, but look, you got to be hadn't missed. If that's like hadn't missed, I would have won it. You know? And so I feel like I, I feel like I still completed it. Like nothing about my strategy was wrong there, so it's fine. It's I completed just you lost game. to a random number generator. Exactly, exactly. So I completed the game, um, and that's a really good game. I'd really recommend it. It's got a really cool turn-based battle system. I eventually got my party to a point where I sort of like knew which cards I wanted to play when. I got into like customizing my deck. I didn't get too deep into it. Like I can imagine you could spend a lot of time getting into the deck customization, but it never really felt like I needed to. Um, I think it's got a new game plus mode. So I suppose on the harder difficulties, that's when you sort of really get into like needing to actually switch up your decks quite a bit for the battles you've got coming up. But that was, um, yeah, really fun game. I've been playing more Final Fantasy XIV, which is still good. Um, you've got the expansion coming in three weeks and I'm incredibly excited. Like really just so ready for that expansion. They released a new trailer at, at E3 at the Square Conference, which we'll get to later. And the ramifications that some things happening in that trailer has for the storyline for Final Fantasy XIV is just like, oh shit, okay, this completely turns everything on its head, and so I'm incredibly excited for that. I've still got my weekly um, D and D group and all dragons. That's loads of fun. So mm-hmm. we've done two more games since um, we last spoke. I play a halfling bard called Magnus the Musical. Um, he's a failed musician. Good who's partying around with two tieflings or like devil creature, uh, demon creatures and a like cat creature. Uh, I forget what it's called, but um, that's incredibly fun. We've got a new dungeon, a dungeon master who's never done it before, but it's really like throwing themselves into it. So they're like acting out everything that's going on and just really getting into character and really getting involved with it, which is, which is really great. And the people I'm playing with are just so much fun. We, we, we happily, mess about and just be silly but then also like really treat it seriously and it's 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 
what I've been wanting since I moved to Manchester, you know. I've been really wanting that that Dungeons and Dragons group for the past <laughs> six since years. Since you were parted from me and I could no longer exactly. run things. Exactly. So I've been wanting that for ages and to finally have it to be playing it on a weekly weekly basis is um it's just so nice. Last on on Wednesday we were fighting some bandits in a in a group and the emergent storylines that sort of come from that. So we had we had one bandit that was in a tavern and I, I I shoved a sword through him and then my character yelled, You're bard and <laughs> everyone laughed it sort of like boosted everyone's spirits and like attacks it was just oh it was just so much so much fun. Um I'm really enjoying that loads. Uh, a character got drunk in battle and accidentally stabbed my companion rather than the person I was meant to be attacking. I'm useless. I'm 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 a useless guy. I did I did a um for a front flip over a fire to try and attack a goblin in a cool way. So mm. like, as I was attacking did like a, a a proper like entertaining flip, but I failed the the acrobatics role and ended up like crashing to the floor. And did you start from on level fire. one? Yeah, start at level one. Mm-hmm. So really get to grips with like the classes and everything. Um Oh, it's just so good. I look forward to it every single week. It's it's so great to be playing that again. And I think that's all I've been playing. We played some Apex Legends together. We played some Apex Legends, which that's you can true. see right now on the Nerd and or Geek YouTube channel. Go to the Nerd and Geek YouTube channel. Um, we won a game, so we've got the winning game up on there. We'll probably go play some more later. But we're, that's that's still a really fun game and definitely one of my games of the year. Yeah, because I really wanted to play that for ages. What do you think of it? Yeah, I thought it was really good. It was. I mean, it's quite a um like an obvious idea if you think about it but it was quite a genius move of let's combine battle royale with a hero shooter yeah it's, and it's so obvious it's just very yeah. polished it's it's yeah a real high effort game uh no obviously i got a bit of a free-to-play economy but it is free to play uh the, the biggest surprise of the year i think coming from EA. absolutely it came from nowhere and it's just mm. so good from the out i mean i think people have had some issues with like it keeping content going mm. Um, which I can see if if it's the only game you're playing, then yeah, you want some more content for it. But it's a game that you could just dip in and out of. I think it's it's perfect. I'll be ready for the news of the of the two weeks. Yeah, it's E3 bumper edition. Let's E3 talk about all the things that have been, been in, announced or might have been announced gone. or weren't announced. I I apologise as well because before we said that we were going to do predictions and you texted me yours and I've just been so I I've been so busy I've just. I always thought I'll do that later, and then by the time I've yeah. done it, the conf- I'm really sorry. That it's I fine. Didn't, I Don't didn't worry do about it. It's okay. Um, my predictions didn't quite come to come to pass, but um, it's all right. There's a couple of news stories before we get into the E3 stuff. Uh, we're probably going to break down the actual E3 conferences and so have discussions there. Um, Destiny Two is going free to play. Okay. That's pretty cool, right? Bungie are now separated from Activision and they're going to make Destiny 2 a free-to-play game, but then the expansions themselves are going to cost? Yeah, I mean, I guess I think it should have been free-to-play to begin with, to be honest, with all the loot think? boxes they had. Yeah, because oh, they, yeah, they had this free-to-play loot box economy. They should have, yeah. like, it should have been free-to-play. I don't know if they're going to keep that or not. Mm. They've not. They've sort of avoided talking about that. I don't know what the situation there is. But that's, um, it's also coming to Steam and there's also going to be cross-save, not cross-play. But cross save. cross save. So if you play it on PS4, you can bring your save across to PC, vice versa, and whatnot. So De- Destiny as a big gaming thing has just kind of completely passed me by. 
I've always been interested in it. I've never played it, but it's, it seems to be this this huge thing that's sort of just there. <laughs> it kicked off a whole craze of like similar game, like games like Anthem and Fallout seventy six are direct Shooters. direct and direct antecedents of uh, of Destiny two Destiny. Yeah, every uh, so- game now wants to be. Like an antithesis of like what destiny is, right? You, so not you, even you, just shooters, but every game has some sort of. I, like I don't. I don't think you mean antithesis. I whatever word I meant. There. Antithesis means like the the absolute opposite of. Oh right, no, I don't mean that. Then I mean like the the the. The tiphesis? Yeah, the t- <laughs> the tiphesis of what <laughs> of what destiny is. Um, you know what? No. I mean. It what every game wants to be destiny or have some sort of destiny mechanics within it, where it's sort of like a multi. It has multiplayer sections with loot and stuff. Like I don't think you can have any game which isn't hasn't incorporated that in some capacity. Now everything's an RPG. You know everything. Everything. <laughs> Tell me one thing that's not also an RPG now. <laughs> Um, Try it, you can't. can't. Now I've been defeated by facts and logic. <laughs> no, you look at I like um, this. <laughs> Assassin's Creed is an RPG now. You get weapons with stats and everything yeah, on it- them. Um, uh, Call of Duty has weapons with stats in multiplayer, I think. And, and this um, whole making a game with like a long tail, designed to like be played for a long time. And yeah, that's all Destiny. Games are all services now. We have a whole like, live service uh, bandwagon. Yeah. So many so many games failed. I know, but also I think that like this is what you're going to see with games now where there's going to be less of a focus on new games coming out and more. And you get this from the E3 events this year where a lot of the focus was on what are we doing to update the games that are already out, you mm-hmm. know? EA's comp- thing, which we're not going to really talk about because who cares, um, it's pretty much was entirely updates to games they already had already had out. Yeah, it's just these companies. They obviously they smelt money. They're like, wouldn't it be good? Wouldn't it be good if we could make less games and just get people to pay money for what ones they've already got? It's yeah, um, it is smart though. It is, it is I, I, well, I, I, I it's, I'm not it's sure smart if I in a few ways. Disagree with uh, it. It's it's smart in a few ways. It's not smart in others because look, Destiny came out. It made bungo bucks. Everyone, you know, it made a lot of money, and all these companies want the same. What they've kind oh, of neglected... Bungie bucks? Bungie bucks. Uh, what they've actually neglected is, first of all, you have to make a good game. <laughs> not not like <laughs> Anthem or Fallout 76, but they've also yeah. failed to note that if you have a market where every game is meant to be this big game that you play for ages and ages, that's not sustainable. Because, of course not. Because not everyone can... you know. People only have room for really one of these games in their lives, if at all. And people who like Destiny are already playing Destiny. It, it reminds me a lot of the big MMO craze in like the yeah. late two thousands. Like all these, WoW came out, World of Warcraft was really popular, and all these uh, companies were like, "We can have a game where people pay us ten bucks a month to play it, and that'll be brilliant." And all these games came out, and you know they all failed to vary. But some of them were good, some of them were bad, but they all failed to capture a market because the people who liked World of Warcraft already had World of Warcraft. I and think there's only two. There's only two MMOs now where there's an ongoing subscription, right? Like, as in, as in, like you have to pay for the game and also pay for the subscription. That's World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy fourteen. I think Eve Online serves a subscription, doesn't it? Oh, I've okay, got, right. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know for certain. Uh, but, but yes, it's. My point is, these companies smelt money, and so they made very similar games trying to ape off the success of World of Warcraft, 
uh, trying to compete for an audience who already had what they wanted. Uh, Similarly, uh, EA and Bethesda have both brought out these big uh, white elephants, this anthem, this Fallout 76, uh, games that are just trying to chase after this same market, and it's not big enough for them. So while I think Fallout 76 is doing okay now. Like they, Bethesda announced a bunch of th- expansions for it at their conference. Um, They've got a roadmap. They've got a roadmap and everything. Which is the new Anthem industry term struggling. for... Uh, yeah, the new industry term for we'll sell you a half-finished game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then you look at other studios like U- Ubisoft. Ubisoft? Ubisoft? Um, has its Rainbow Six Siege, which is massive. Like you loads, of, you don't hear much about it, but loads of people play it, and they're constantly updating it as well. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it uh, Blizzard obviously has Overwatch and World and World of Warcraft um, yeah, and and Destiny because and Destiny. Activision Blizzard. So they've got three games there. Uh, yeah. well, no, not Destiny's not Activision Blizzard anymore. They did, have yeah, that. but it was. Um, and also Diablo as well. I guess Diablo three has obviously survived mm-hmm. on its 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 seasons. So Blizzard's got three of them. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think like each company can have its own? What can have its own one of those, but they, um, they can't have like loads of them. Potentially, but you got to do it smart. You can't do an anthem where you you, you can't make it the same thing as Destiny. You have to no. because obviously you name games like but but like oh yeah, but worse. But Overwatch, Diablo, uh, they're all like different types of games. I I I understand the the urge to move to this kind of live service model where you have more income over a longer period of time, but you have to remember to actually make a good game. Yeah, I mean, games are becoming more and more expensive to make, especially as we progress into another well, generation, which maybe we're not ready for. The, the, um, the, 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 the budget of a game is a choice the publisher makes. Games aren't necessarily becoming more expensive to make. It's they're choosing to spend more money on bigger budget games because they think the bigger budget games will earn more money in return. But if you were to make Destiny again for the next consoles, um, because it would have to have all these high fidelity graphics and everything and and... and Run better and whatnot. It would cost more mm. than it would have done if they if but, they. But that is a choice. Console. That is still a choice that you make. All I'll say is, all I'll it's, say it's, is, it's making well, the same game, but they had to make it more powerful to be on the new consoles, which of course they had yeah. to just keep up with the market. Then it's going to be more expensive. But, like uh, Nintendo all, all famously say, no. struggled with updating their games to HD, and it took them a long time to make these games. Uh, all I'll say is, make them. all I'll say is, Fortnite is the most <laughs> popular game in existence and that's yep. it's a game that looks fine it looks good but it's not um a massive graphical powerhouse and right. the idea that you have to keep you know because it's new hardware you have to update the game with all these big budget graphics that's in the minds of the people who are making these games that's not most of the gaming public most people who play these games do not care so much i don't think then why are we getting uh, these new consoles because it's a market it's part of a um <laughs> a marketing cycle that sustains itself is to keep an idea to keep people buying to keep people I'm not saying it's like a massive conspiracy I'm just saying <laughs> you are you... no I'm, I'm saying <laughs> you it's, um... it's, it's big console trying to get you to buy more, <laughs> big... buy more console and well, get more graphics well, well in a way because it is a um, a way to build up uh, attention for because I'm not saying that not that graphics don't matter to some people I'm just saying that this is an attempt these companies are trying to sell you on the idea that uh, the latest hardware is so good. The latest, you know, you want you want this latest thing. Whereas it, it wouldn't really matter that much if we didn't update the hardware. I don't think it's really it's part of a hype machine that kind of. I suppose we'd itself. be limited to what we can do because the idea, if you're doing sequels to games, 
the idea it has to give you something more than the previous game gave you, right? Because otherwise, why not just do this game as a service? Yeah, but it, it can just be doing, but you know, it can be in the mechanics or the story. It doesn't necessarily have to be in the, in the graphics and the way it looks. Be, I, I guess so, but I just think to, to, for consumers, it tends to be, we, we tend to be in a habit of um, wanting bigger and better, right? And it's not always the case. It doesn't always end up that way, but I think people tend to want to go in and get a bigger experience than they had before. A, a uh, I think some experience. people do, but I think it's largely the the fact that you have to make game budget so high is largely in the minds of uh, of marketers and developers. I don't. Oh think yeah, quite be. probably. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily so, agree that so, the budgets themselves so have to be making. So making the co- development cost so expensive is a choice uh, these companies make. Yeah. It's yeah, and you can make games that look good as well on a on a lower budget. Yeah, you you don't have to model every strand of hair that Geralt has. I want you them know? to. I want to yeah, see yeah. strand of hair. You, you don't. You don't need that. <laughs> it's a it's a choice. It's a choice these these companies make. I don't know, but yeah, I guess so. But I I like games progressing. You know, I, I like it's, seeing the, what the progressing next... with what better looking better. Yeah, I do like I, that. I I feel very much like if you go back to sort of the early the late nineties, early two thousands, that was a time when advances in hardware meant that you could do things in games you'd never done before. Yes. Obviously, 3D, but also even into the early 2000s, you know, you remember games, a game like Doom 3, that was the first time that anyone had seen light and shadow rendered that way before. Or something like Half-Life 2 with its kind of physics engine that was really, that enabled new ways to play. And and I feel like we're kind of not there anymore. Like so This, we'll, this but- is what... This is what Microsoft is sort of getting into a little bit, I think, with their announcement of a new console, in that they they're considering this 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 stage to be as big of a step up as it was from two D to three D. Because but will it be? No, probably will not. Will it be though? <laughs> it's definitely marketing speak. But mm. the idea that like what they're doing is removing loading, you know, removing the need to have loading screens. Mm. But like, will that's that the enab- big step? Will that really enable like new ways to play? New game. I mean, maybe bigger environments and stuff, but I, I don't think it will really, you know, advance the medium. It won't. Um, it's not like being able to model a physics system in your game finally, or being able to model light in no, a different right. way. Um, yeah. But ultimately, I mean, I'm not saying people don't like new hardware, but ultimately, like, do you need a new phone every two years? Probably not. Probably. Yes. My my phone now <laughs> probably doesn't. Um, doesn't enable me to do much more with it than the phone I had two years ago or four years ago or whatever. But you know, it's um, the, f- the companies still release them. Apple still releases a new iPhone. I at least every year. need a new battery every year. Um, yeah, and at that but, point, but, but, I might as well just buy a new phone. <laughs> yeah, you well, know? the battery's part of a planned obsolescence thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's confirmed. Yeah. Uh, uh, not that lithium-ion batteries don't weigh don't wear down, but you know, if I'm just saying. The games don't have to be that expensive. Companies choose to make them expensive. Scott, you sound like you're in the pocket of big indie. What, you suggesting what your... that everyone could buy his indie games? Yeah, just buy my buy my t- text adventure. <laughs> so what what was the point you were originally making? We'll talk about Destiny, I think. Um, games yeah, of a yeah. service and can can people have lots of games? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, games of a service. They're here to stay, but not everyone can have them, I guess. Sure. Let's leave it at that. 
Um, Blizzard, this is some more pre-E3 news. Blizzard cancelled a StarCraft first-person shooter to focus on Diablo 4 and Overwatch 2, according to Kotaku. That's Jason Schreier, who gets pretty good leaks um, on Kotaku. Is it is it just a rule that every generation we have to have Blizzard cancel a StarCraft first-person shooter? Yeah, probably. <laughs> they, the last it, one was StarCraft Ghost, right? Yeah. Yeah. Look, we're, we're <laughs> never the StarCraft universe is kind of um, it's kind of Blizzard's like third son. It's the least favorite. Yeah. It's any any time anything else comes up, is like, sorry, sorry, Billy, we can't go to fishing. Today. It, I I can think of um this family where like you've got the <laughs> sons, you've got Warcraft, Diablo, and StarCraft, and like StarCraft. Uh, like the the parents are like, oh, Warcraft, you're so successful. He's so uh, Diablo. You know, he's like a doctor. And then Starcraft is uh, like, is a massive celebrity in Korea, but their parents just don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Starcraft's like, look, mum, look, dad. You know, these millions of people came to see me last week. Yeah, but it wasn't in the US, was it? Is it's it like that Simpsons, <laughs> that Simpsons bit where they get all those puppies and the puppy puts its paws on the on the screen and everyone's like, ah, oh. and then the cat tries to do it to get some attention, like, get that cat out of the way! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but basically, Blizzard's now cancelled StarCraft First Person Shooter again to focus on Diablo 4 and Overwatch. Someone, um, oh, what was it? I, I'm sure I saw someone say that, like, uh, I'm, I've been, today we've, I've had to um, axe what I've been working on for the past six years or whatever. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it was pretty far into development, which seems yeah. a bit... <laughs> just, I don't know. Fuck it. Yeah. Overwatch sure. 2, baby. Diablo 4. Here we go. That must be pretty gutting as a developer as well, because the company owns everything you did, so it's not like you can develop. You can do it more on your own time. The one developer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as any developer... Games are made by one person. And I mean, like, if you're, like, a team, like, obviously... No, yeah, I, I, I get what you mean. Like six weeks, yeah, it's, um... It's sad. It's, it's... I mean, I don't care about StarCraft at all, so I definitely wasn't even the audience for this, but to see... I don't know, to see someone's hard work sort of chucked aside with the idea that they, they want to focus on what already exists is just a bit of a shame, but that's that's Blizzard for you now. Yeah, I would like to say <laughs> I, I say have, <laughs> like I would like to believe that Diablo Four won't be terrible, but it will be. It might be okay. Uh, I'd like to believe it won't be like a loot box laden live service pe- like piece of garbage. Oh, right, but, no, it, but, it, 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 but it will be. Well, they got Diablo Mobile for that. <laughs> I think they'll do it with Diablo Four anyway. What was the other game playing? Oh, Overwatch Two. That'd probably be more Overwatch. Although I'm hearing rumors that it's going to be have an actual like. PVE campaign mode. Yeah, I know because like the hero shooters kind of come and gone. Yeah, so they have to do I, something. You, new. you can't just make enough. I mean, they probably could make another one. It would sell well, but I feel like you need to innovate a bit more. And okay. Apex Legends <laughs> already did the hero shooter uh, battle royale, so they can't do that. That's not going to stop them from doing that. You know it. You know that yeah, it's, they're going to have a battle royale mode in Overwatch Two, and it's going to be like get the parts from every other battle royale and be the biggest one. Maybe Overwatch was always a really weird game. I love it. it. We played it a lot. It was good. I, I enjoyed maybe it. We should go, it. Maybe we should go back to it. <laughs> no, we're playing Apex Legends. Okay. That's, yeah, our, multi- that's our multiplayer game right now. Until World of Warcraft Classic. Yeah, we say all this about Blizzard. Yeah. Like, oh, they're not going to do... They're just getting rid of the old, the new stuff for something old. And we're like, can't wait for World of Warcraft Classic. <laughs> can't wait to relive my childhood. They should just re-release it- World of Warcraft Classic every year. Sure. Well, stay tuned for Burning Legion Classic. And, but oh, was yeah. it Burning Crusade? Burning Legion? Burning, Burning, Burning Crusade. Crusade. Was it? The Burning then, Legion, the characters in it. And then Wrath of Lichkin Classic. 
Until they get all the way back to where they currently are. Yes. And then we do Wild Classic again. <laughs> yeah, can't wait. Um, that's all the... Oh, no, there's one more. Uh, AAA game downloads on the brink of overtaking physical in Europe. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm pretty much exclusively digital now. In fact, I am exclusively digital. I can't remember the last time I bought a physical game. Uh, if occasionally, if a Switch game is cheaper on Amazon, I'll probably go for that. I just, but but even yeah. then, if it's if the difference is like a fiver, it's kind of hard. Like the convenience of having it on the Switch. Yeah, I don't. I, I tend to play, pay. I tend to be like up to ten pounds more than I would pay. In a if I can get like a significant digital. discount, I'll buy yeah. a physical copy. But yeah, um, looks like digital's the future, which I'm surprised by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been saying. I've been telling you for ages. <laughs> digital's it's going to be really. It's going to be really big. <laughs> Um, no, I'm honestly surprised about this. I feel like people are so like gripped into the idea of buying things physically and being able to trade them back in that it's really shocking that people are just buying things digitally. Yeah, it's just um, I guess convenience wins out. In France, that's that's the fastest rising digital market. It's from games industry. Um, in 2018, 31% of the selected franchises were sold digitally, with the rest being sold in a box. However, by 2019, which is this year, um, that had increased to 47%. It's just physicals on the way out. That's that's the that's the lesson here. Remove your stocks from physical. Put put your put your bets into digital. That's um, buy buy now. Buy buy buy. Bye, bye, bye. Let's move I, on to. I, I uh, know. Last week, I gave my, I gave a hundred pounds to a guy on the street and just told him to buy digital. He's my <laughs> stock. I call him my stockbroker, but he hangs out down by the canal. <laughs> he owns Google now. He owns Google. He tells me he's the CEO of Google. I've got no reason to doubt him. <laughs> You've not, you can't prove that he's not. Yeah, exactly. We don't know what the CEO of Google does in his spare time, or her spare time. I don't even know who the CEO of Google is. Let's find that out. CEO. Of Google, Sundar Pichai. It's a man. Um, yeah, there we go. He's he's CEO of Google. Is it is it Sundar Pichai? Is that who you I see on the street? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow, that's <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, you probably you probably doing all right there then. Um, Actually, you know, Google's got a big campus right by me. They're building. They got a big. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yes, it's right in this area. It's because you gave them that hundred pounds. Yeah, exactly. He's he's given back to the area where he was. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, that's real good of you, Scott. Well done for making. You sh- you probably should have also invested, but you know whatever. Um, let's get on to E3 then. Overall, good E3. I thought. Yeah, I, I well, I've I've seen two um, two conferences. Yeah, I watched uh, all of them, so we'll go through all of them anyway in order. But um, mm-hmm. overall, I think. I mean, I think across the across the board, it was a lot of his more information about stuff you already know exists, less like new exciting stuff, but more just sort of like continuing what's already there. But it, but in a way that there, there was still some like big announcements around these things, which which and like some good gameplay shown, which was which was quite exciting. And I think a lot of companies made a pretty big deal about what was going on. So I, I I've been very happy this week. Yeah, um, I, I've enjoyed it. It's been good. Let's start with Microsoft, which we both watched together. Yeah. Um, 
Keanu Reeves was there. Keanu Reeves. That's like the the main thing, right? You know, I, I never thought. I thought, you know, um, in the age of like social media and celebrity, I thought I was like pretty desensitized to stuff like this. Like, you don't really get massive stars anymore. People who are like, oh, that's he's big. But yeah, I was actually got, when he came him. out. Yeah, exactly. When he came out on stage, I was actually quite like, oh, they got Keanu Reeves. That, yeah, you messaged quite, me. That's pretty you, good. You were, you were 15 seconds ahead of me in the conference, and I didn't want to change it to sort of, in case it like lost connection, whatever, and missed some stuff. I just got a message from you, just in all caps, saying, Keanu! <laughs> like, just <laughs> just that word on its own. I was like, what mm. the fuck's going on? Then I saw him, I was like, what? This is amazing! And he seemed... I know he's an actor, so whatever, but he seemed genuinely <laughs> excited and like buzzed to be there, which was really cool. Like this, Like, the way he handled that crowd, he clearly wasn't expecting... The response that he got, you know, um, he he comes out and people are like whooping and cheering and like yelling and everything, and he's just like laughing to himself. He's like, "I gotta tell you something," and he's just he's just got to talk talk a little bit about um, what was it? It was Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yes, yeah, which looks cool. Um, but Keanu Reeves, he's <laughs> like. You want to know about the release date? Well, check this out. And it's points <laughs> to the screen. And oh, what a guy! What and he was wearing a t-shirt and blazer. He was. He was wearing the the games outfit. But <laughs> the Philip video. Spencer, the Philip Spencer, the, uh, Philip the industry's Spencer. premier premier, <laughs> as he likes is, to be known by his parents. His his premier uh, a t-shirt and blazer wearer was not. He was wearing a bomber jacket, which yeah, I thought yeah. was in most poor taste. Mr. Spencer uh, was, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, he was just full casual. Um, I like Phil. He's he seems like a good, a good, honest guy. Um, <laughs> was that a joke? No, that was on. That was real. Did you did you see his um his interview with Jeff Gersman? Every year he does an interview with Jeff Gersman at Giant Bomb, where he's just sort of like, there's no there's no shit. There's just like no PR speak, just down to business, just down to actual like general chat, and it's really great. I really recommend watching it. Okay. Uh, what was the news for Microsoft then? Uh, they talked uh, so about their new Games console. Games Pass for PC. That's is... like, that's huge. You, you say they talked about their new console. They said there will be a new console and it will be really great. <laughs> and that's all the info that we got. It's, it's eight times more powerful it's, than the It's going to be good. It's going to Let me tell you how good it will be. <laughs> that, that's be basically what we got. It's going to change gaming. And then they showed us a bit of Halo Infinite. On yeah. the new on the new console, allegedly, and it was just like some shots of Master Chief in a in a space room, a spaceship. Yeah, no, no they, actual like game, they, no actual bank, gameplay. They, they had like six computers off to the side, all through that conference. Like no one on them, and I just I didn't know what they were going to use them for. What about they the Gears of them. War um, room that was underneath the stage? Oh, that was good. I did like when they the camera like went in. You know, they obviously had like a camera on a wire, and it went. Backstage, and they had like a Gears of War, like a like a fun house, like a yeah <laughs> under the house. stage. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was really good. That was a nice bit of showmanship. They really went all out to be to go out mm. to go on the showmanship in this this mm. this time, which um a lot of obviously companies are now which, moving away from E3, yeah. so you get less of that. It, it was nice to see a company. I mean, Microsoft was the only one of the the only console manufacturer to be doing a proper conference this year. And yeah. it, it kind of made... It was nice to see them like going all out. And they still, had, they, didn't, they didn't have to. Stuff. Mm. They had no real competition, so it was still interesting mm. to see them go... Like when there was like fire coming from the floor, so you had celebrity appearances, you had an actual car made of Lego. 
because for the new Forza expansion, the new Forza expansion is a Lego expansion, which is yeah, I wasn't expecting that. That's I'm into that. I like it. Um, so games fast for PC, huge. Yeah, um, I mean it's it's, it's, it's massive. It's, 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 it's like four, five, four pounds a month. And while it's get... in beta, while it's in beta, it's four pounds a month. Okay. Um, and you get a hundred games on PC. Handpicked for PC, it's not just like whatever's on Xbox One. Rotating as well. Rotating. Some, yeah. yeah, and if you want to buy those titles permanently, you also get a discount. Yeah. Oh, uh, I've, I've, I have been playing a game from Game Pass actually. I've been playing Void Bastards, mm. which is like yeah, a I, so FTL, I, I ha- FPS type yeah. game. So I have downloaded, I downloaded Forza and had a little go. Yeah. And that, that was nice. <laughs> not really played it enough. No, not really played it enough to talk about it in detail. But it's good. I can just do that now. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it. I've, I've always thought Game Pass was a pretty good deal. Obviously, if you would have bought at least one game on the service for the cost of a monthly subscription, you got your money's worth. Absolutely. Yeah. So I've been playing Void Bastards, and that's that's a pretty cool like FTL first person shooter type game. Um, not again. Not really played enough of it to have a full opinion on it, but um, that's that's allowed me to play a game that I was interested in, and wouldn't necessarily have bought otherwise. Like I think I would have done if there wasn't loads of other stuff also coming out. But the fact that it's suddenly on this service, I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do that. Why not? You know. Um, what else did they know? They they showed off some Gears Five. They had 14 games there, didn't they? What was that? I thought this. <laughs> we can't art- remember any of them. This article I linked, I, I linked to is I thought was going to have all the announcements on, but it actually doesn't. Uh, Microsoft E3 2019 games list. Um, no, I don't. I don't. I can't find out. Minecraft Dungeons looks pretty cool. I'm into it. But really the big thing for Microsoft was... Keanu Reeves and Cyberpunk 2077, Cyberpunk, which was very cool. That, that was good. Uh, yeah, and just for the service stuff, Game Pass. Uh, looking forward to Master Chief uh, Collection for PC. Oh yeah, on PC that'll be that'll be good. Um, I'm really excited to play Halo Reach again, the best Halo game. Um, yeah, good, good, good start to the show. From oh, here we go. Halo Infinite, Blair Witch. Oh fuck out, fucking hell! Um, There's some real weird shit in there that uh, we yeah we they, probably... they have this horror game and it's like a first person like wander around in a forest type horror game and I was texting you I was like is this Blair Witch? Yeah, funny. Yeah, but God, why did they do? And I've only just remembered that. Oh bloody hell! There was a Blair Witch remake a couple of years ago. Yeah, I can't remember, do you not remember this. I need to look this up. Blair Witch, <laughs> because that no one in the world remembers. The re- um, I don't know if it was a remake. Remake from yeah, from 2016. There was a Blair Witch remake. That wild. That everyone in the world forgot about. Absolutely wild. So is this? The game of the film, or is this as a Blair Witch? <laughs> Could you game? imagine releasing the game of the film year, two years after the film that no one I, remembers? I think I think releasing the a Blair Witch twenty sixteen game now is even weirder than releasing a Blair Witch like nineteen ninety eight. Just a Blair <laughs> Witch from nowhere. Just a Blair. Do people love Blair Witch that much? Is it that I, big? No, I mean it was a quite a high profile film, like the original Blair Witch yeah. Project. But I, I, it's not really like a franchise people love. 
Not that I know about. So why does this exist? Yeah, I don't know why you would say in 2019, we need to make a Blair Witch licensed game. Clearly someone just had the license and they just thought, fuck it, why not? It's probably yeah. make some money. It looks like Slender. It looks like, yeah, exactly. You had the, you had the, the um, you torch running out of forest. battery. You're in a forest. Yeah, yeah there's, there's little bits of like I, found footage. Of all the games that Microsoft put there, like a major trailer at their E3 conference, I don't know. It just looks like a first-person horror game you'd find on Steam or something. Yeah. It's, it was really weird for that to come from there. Yeah, okay. So, so that's, that's, that was really strange. Um, 12 minutes looks cool. That's like a top-down game that's played out in 12 minutes. It seems a bit creepy. Um, Gears Pop looks awful. That Gears Pop game. Which for one was Gears the, Pop? The, the the pop figure game that was like Clash Royale for phones. Oh no! But Gears. Although I would play a game that was a Gears of War with matching game with pop music. Okay, <laughs> right the right into them. Um, Battletoads is back. Yeah. It looked real bad. Battletoads was a bad game. Battletoads is a bad game. There was Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah um, that got that a decent look in actually. Like that's got a, like, a big trailer on it. It so it looks like it's an action RPG that is just the events of the the anime again. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like every so Dragon seems... Ball game is just the events of the anime again. Yeah, it just seems a bit weird. But like you yeah. just play out the story of the anime. But I think yeah, you can, I think from what I understand from people who played it at the show floor, obviously we weren't at E3, but you can actually walk around and do like side quests and things as well. Okay. So, yeah, I'm we'll play definitely going to play uh, it. Obviously, providing it gets an English localization, which it should do. It, I think the fact that it's at these conferences means it will be. Yeah. Um, Way to the Woods, was that that, um, was that, that deer game? You know, the, the nice deers. Oh, yeah. That, does that seem good? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tales of Arise, it was like that Tales game. That, like Basically, any third-party company that wanted to show off their game but didn't have their own conference showed it at Microsoft's conference because where else could they go? You know? Yeah, and good for them. See, it seemed to work out right for them. You know, I'm feeling quite positive about Microsoft right now. Me too, and I think it helps that they've sort of been very much for the gamers um, with their, like, with the, with the cross-platform obviously, stuff they've been promoting. Obviously, you and I identify heavily with a gamer identity. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we, we are we are um, hashtag I, gamers. I, I'm, I'm living. I'm living for the game. Gamer nation, rise up! Oh, you know what? Um, I when I played Forza this last week, um, I got out of my old 360 controller, and that still works solid as anything. Like Which mine did. 10, Twelve years later, I'm surpri- I'm, imp- I'm impressed. After Microsoft, it was um, Bethesda. Oh god, this conference was boring. I've never so... seen a company become oh. so like reviled by people so quickly when it was so popular. Oh, it was so boring, Scott. They showed off. Um, they made a joke about Fallout seventy six. What I sent you a message about when it, when he said it. Let me get that get that joke up. Um, this is this is what's his name? Todd Howard. Who the liar? Todd Howard. The liars. He was in a he was in a um discussion with Elon Musk last night. Like him, him and Elon Musk. Oh, great! I'd I'd love to be in that room. So many <laughs> Jeff, fun people. Jeff Keighley was hosting them, um, talking to each other about video <laughs> games, and some Fallout shelters come into Teslas, I guess, for some reason. 
Who? Why are we? Why are we giving time and space? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm going off a tangent here, but why are we giving time and space? To fucking Elon Musk in a video game period time, video um, games, you know. Money, probably, what, what's probably gave him some money. Who gives a shit about games coming to Tesla? Like five people own a Tesla. Why would you port your game to a car? Money. I know, I mean, he's, but who? He's giving them money. He's giving them money. Why? Allegedly. Allegedly. I. Why is? I mean, why is Elon <laughs> Musk doing this other than to be like, like he seems to. Do so much shit with his Tesla, like in, like in California, where you could you've got that underground um, freeway type thing that allows one that, car that on he, it at a time that he wants to build. That he wants to exactly, yeah. And it's are people giving him money for this? He's a grifter. He's very good at convincing people to give him money. And He's give, the monorail man from The Simpsons. He really is. I think that's honestly it. We're, okay, I'm still trying to find the stuff that... Here we go. Todd Howard makes a joke about how he's surprised people are still there. When he comes out on stage, people are cheering Ooh. and things. And he's like, oh, I'm surprised you're all still here. It's like, look, look, I get you're joking and things, but Fallout 76 was an awful game. though. You've got the whole canvas bag situation. Don't make that joke. He said... We got a lot of well-deserved criticism, but the team kept working on Fallout 76, and you kept playing it. The community has been so nice, and it gives us a lot of hope for humanity for when the apocalypse does come. Uh, fuck off, Todd Howard. What the fuck? What a thing to say. You you oh, guys Scrolls- kept playing Fallout 76, and so we feel good about the apocalypse. Elder Scrolls coming. 6 is another game, but I'd like to believe it will be good, but it will be terrible. It'll be more Skyrim. Maybe. I don't. I don't know. Um, Doom looks fucking amazing. So to get to get into the more positive stuff, Doom looks amazing. Wolfenstein Youngblood looks amazing. Apparently, Bethesda bring- should just stop making games and just publish in software games. I agree. Uh, apparently, they're making a new Commander Keen. Do you, cool. do you remember Commander Keen? I I don't remember it, but I know what it is. Um, that's an iOS and Android game. A bit a bit, a bit before my time. Commander it looks, Keen. It looks absolute shit. Um, <laughs> the Elder Scrolls Blades is coming to Nintendo Switch. No that's one their, that. That's their free-to-play Elder Scrolls game. That's basically just a farming game where you sort of like a have pure to just, Elder Scrolls experience. You're constantly yeah. waiting to do new stuff, so you can't actually do. Do, do you remember in Skyrim where you have to wait twelve hours to open a box? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was just the loading screens on the PS3 version. Heyo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was the Bethesda conference. It was it was bad. Ubisoft as well, really boring. Like, I was kind of excited for Watch Dogs Legion, so they announced Watch Dogs Legion finally, which is a Watch Dogs game set in London, and you can take control of any NPC. So there's no main character, you're just playing as these NPCs, each with their like your own unique characterization. So they've got to they've got people doing voices, but there's also like AI modulation so that all of the voices sound different. So even if someone's got the same voice as someone else, they modulate it in a way that it sounds different so every character feels unique. Which is kind of cool, but it just looks like another Ubisoft open world game. I just yeah, can't, I'm not sure if Ubisoft are making that. any games that I care about. They were for me. Like, like I like I enjoyed The Division 2 for what I've played of it. Um, Rayman, uh, Ra- Ra- not Rayman. They were making Rayman games a little while ago. Remember those? Those were yeah, good. Yeah, I remember Rayman. Um, Rabbids and Mario was pretty cool. So they can make good games. Oh yeah, they made Mario Rabbids. That maybe yeah. they'll make another one. Um, 
Gods and Monsters looks interesting. They announced a new God, a game called Gods and Monsters, which looks to be... It's from the makers of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and it's like a um, mythological Greek RPG that seems to be inspired by a mixture of Assassin's Creed and Breath of the Wild. That could be fun. Okay. But the conference itself was just kind of boring. They also showed off a new game called Roller Champions, which is like their Rocket League type game where it's roller derby. You ever, you ever seen Whip It? Uh, yeah, I love Whip It. What a good film. It's a game basically based around that sort of thing. And I think I'd rather just watch Whip It again. Well, this is where I, so I've played it. They, they released an alpha demo for people to play. And it's got a very sort of Overwatchy cartoon, Fortnite sort of style cartoony graphics to it. And the mechanics are all there for you to play roller derby with other people. You can bash into people, you grab the ball, you've got to spin round the courts once in order to then score one point. And it's just boring. It's got none of the pizzazz or excitement that Rocket League has, which is just car football, you know? But it's 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 missing it feels like it's missing music. Like it all you can hear through the game is just that your rollerblades hitting the ground. <laughs> Like, mm. I mean, maybe they'll add music. It's in alpha, you know, so maybe they'll maybe they'll yeah. improve it from there. But it just f- it came in and sort. My girlfriend came in and looked, watched me playing a little bit. I was like, Look, oh, check you this said out. her name. I said her name. Got, People, this is, you oh, she's like been seen episodes without saying her name. <laughs> she's been doxxed. Um, <laughs> whoops. Uh, I'll bleep that out. <laughs> bleep, bleep, bleep. My girlfriend. Um, yeah. So she came in and saw me playing it, and I was like, check, check us out. What do you think? And she's just like, this is this is just boring. And it, it, she... I feel like it's, it's meant to appeal to the masses, but I, it's, I can't see it being fun to watch because it's certainly not fun to play. And maybe it'll get better, but it's in alpha at this point and they're letting people play it, so they, they clearly have, feel like it's at a stage where people should be enjoying it. And it's just not good. So that's a shame. They're trying something new and it's fought flat on his face, which is a shame. But... At least they're yeah, trying something new, bad. I guess. So that was that was. So two out of ten for trying. Yeah, sure. Maybe I'm just cynical, but there's a lot of games I did enjoy from E3, so I, I don't think it's that. But Watch Dogs Legion is like their big game, and that looks to be like another Ubisoft game, but set in London. So we'll see. Not it's... political at all, you are. <laughs> I think they said this is the game which is political. Okay. Like I think they've actually come you're, out and said you're, that allo- you're allowed to you're allowed to feel politics. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's set it's set um after Brexit's happened, and so there's sort of like a like a, a government's taken over. Is there's a lot of surveillance going on, and you're part of this group that are trying to fight back against the government. That's just Britain now. We don't. Yeah. Need <laughs> there's one bit where you ride on top of a giant drone. <laughs> <laughs> And the, the when they when they showed the the demo, the character they were playing as was this most um, Jason Statham sort of sound like ever. Like I grew up grew up on the streets. I'm 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 Jason Statham. I'm here to kick some fucking ass. It's just like <laughs> it's real, like every every like line was just some cliche. Cockney geezer type the thing. The year is twenty thirty five. Post Brexit Britain. You have to send the year is May a letter every time you. Post Brexit Britain. You have to send Theresa May a letter every time you have a wank. Has, <laughs> she has she become Prime Minister slip. again? Yeah, Theresa May's back. Theresa May's back. <laughs> and she means some fucking business. <laughs> Old Maggie Thatcher's been risen from the grave. 
<laughs> yes, God Empress Margaret Thatcher. <laughs> installed as Prime Minister forever. London was a nice city once. That's all changed. I think that's actually the opening line to the demo, is he oh, says really? it in that sort of way, like London was nice once and now it's all it's all it's all gone down the bloody shitter. Um then they showed an old woman that you can play as and she's like this this old spy woman and she like kills some people. There's guns in it. I was really hoping All there right. wasn't going to be guns, but there's guns in it. So, I guess after Brexit, we we get guns. Yeah, guns happen. All right. Got some fucking guns in London. It's like the fucking Italian job in here. Was that set in London? No, the Italian is set in Italy. <laughs> 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 it's, it's got British people in it. Yeah, that's what I think. That's why I was confused. They're, 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 doing a, they're doing a robbery in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck me. Um, Alright, what, what's up next? Give us some next <laughs> Square done. Enix said some, said some stuff. <laughs> Alright, you, you talk about the Square Enix conference for a bit and I'll say nothing. <laughs> Final Fantasy VII Remake has got me excited about it. I've not been excited about that game in, for so long. Obviously, a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how I thought it was going to be a bit shit. And honestly, looking at, looking at the trailer and the gameplay from the Square Enix conference has completely turned me around. They've managed to find a way to bring out Final Fantasy VIII again. Oh, really? Yeah, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered oh. is coming out. Um, they've redone some of the graphics, so it looks like it's new character models and things rather than a straight like right. upresing. They just they just remade the game from looks base. like it. Looks like it. It still looks like a like an up upres PS one game, but it's clearly changes the characters and things. So it looks like they've done a Kingdom Hearts and just remade a bunch of stuff in it. Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers looks cool. Um, there's a little top-down racing game called Circuit Superstars, which looks a bit like Micro Machines. Uh, you've got Dragon Quest. I Builders. remember Micro Machines. Micro Machines, remember them? I think they. I remember a game playing got, that on a, on my Sega Mega Drive. A game came out a couple of years ago, like a new Micro Machines, I think. You know, great. Yeah. The okay, last. Good, good. <laughs> Did you enjoy it? Did you play didn't it? play it. Okay. <laughs> The Last Remnant Remastered is coming out to Nintendo Switch. I think it released that day. Um, that might be a Nintendo conference, actually, but I don't know. Yeah, and there's also uh, Final Fantasy Brave XVS is their mobile Final Fantasy game, which I guess is doing really well. Katy Perry's got another cameo in it, or appearance, um, but they're releasing a tactics game called War of the Visions. Not quite Keanu Reeves, is she? No, <laughs> she wasn't even in the conference. To be fair, she was just like it was announced after the fact that she's going to be in the game again with a new dress. So, what she was Katy Perry up to nowadays? Um, well, she's in this Final Fantasy game with a new dress, and I think she sings songs sometimes. All right, good. Well, I'm glad <laughs> Katy Perry is doing all right. And that was it for Square. Their conference was actually one of the best. I I got. It managed to actually make me excited for games that I wasn't previously excited about. Suddenly, I'm interested in Final Fantasy VIII, the worst Final Fantasy game. Who would have thought that? Maybe I'll play it again and actually enjoy it this time. Who knows? Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Final Fantasy VII Remake looks cool. It's gonna. It's it's still the first in a number of Final Fantasy VII games, but they've said they've confirmed what I thought all along, and that each of these are going to be full fledged games. It's not like an episodic thing where you're getting like a new thing every few months. Each game needs to feel like a full experience. So that's exciting. That's what I wanted and what I predicted. And everyone was like, no, it's going to be episodic and shit. But I was right. It might still be shit. Don't know. It might still be shit. It doesn't look it. It looks really cool. Um, 
yeah, that was that was Square Enix. And then finally, I think it's fine. I don't think there's anywhere else. Uh, Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. What a good conference. We we tend to be mostly we, Nintendo fans, I think, these days. Um, well, 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 first of all, it's because up until last week, I only had a Nintendo console to play games on. Okay. So yeah, I was pretty much exclusively playing games on Nintendo console for years. Uh, so I, maybe, but maybe the tone of the show will change. Maybe. And, um, but, but I was still playing a lot of games on the Switch. Uh, yeah, I thought we would take. We talked a lot about this conference while it was on. Uh, I thought it was fun. I don't want to be too down on it because I did enjoy it, and I'm really looking forward to a lot of the games they showed. But no, nothing wowed me. No big. It was mostly like here's more information about games that you already know about and you're looking forward to. Not like here's an incredible new announcement. I get it. I understand, um, but I think what they showed of games that we already heard of, especially games we hadn't actually seen anything of until now, was really cool. So Luigi's Mansion 3, we hadn't seen any gameplay for that at all before now, and it looks really fucking good. Yeah, I can't wait to play multiplayer with you. The multiplayer's back! I Yeah. I thought for sure they weren't going to bring that back, but they seem to My have actually expanded upon it. My favourite part of Luigi's Mansion 2. Multiplayer's that multiplayer was so was good. Really good. Like, actually good, so I'm really mm. excited to play that. You've got Gooigi now. Gooigi? Yeah, sure. You can play it co-op through the game. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Looks really cool. Good. Um, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening got a new trailer and also release yep. date. 20th of September. I'm, I'm up for it. Really cool. That's going to be really good. Astral Chain got a new trailer. Mm. That game yeah. looks fucking badass. That's the game with Platinum Games um, making a game where you essentially control you chain these demons from another world and use them to fight the demons and you're also an anime cop I'm I'm so on board with it I'm really excited I think that's going to be game of the year or the other game of the year is going to be where's it gone Damon X Machina hmm yeah the demo to that was okay I'm not sure I was really that enamored with it I was really it really gripped me that demo I really loved it um just mech shooting and mech flying around and things is also going to have after the game releases a PVP mode. Okay. PVP mech, Scott. Yeah. Sure. PVP. Do you mechs. remember Mech Warrior? Yes. I don't think I played it, but I know of it. Well, anyway, <laughs> what? What are you getting? I'm just, I'm we, just remembering. We keep doing this game... this podcast where we skip. Remember this? Do and you then remember? Go, yes, and then we pause. Well, it's just. I'm just remembering games of the early 2000s. Mech Warrior was a series. But I'm just saying that the mech genre kind of died out for a bit. Do you remember Sonic the Hedgehog? No. No, I don't want to. <laughs> you have to. Um, okay. Um, well, so, so we basically got a major release every month. I think through to like September. Yeah. We I got think the- Mario Maker 2, Fire Emblem, Astral Chain, Link's Awakening. Demon X Machina. Yeah, when when's that? Um, October. Cool. I, I I pulled that out of my ass. I don't know. Let me have a look. I wrote this down. <laughs> plus, I did just make that some up. other games. Uh, Demon X Machina comes out September thirteenth. Okay, so you've got Mario Maker two on June twenty eighth, Fire Emblem on July twenty seventh, Astral Chain on August thirtieth, Demon X Machina on seven, September thirteenth, Licks Awakening on September twentieth, Pokemon yeah. on November fifteenth. Yeah, we'll probably give uh, Demon X Machina a miss just for that reason. I'm going to get them both. Okay. Uh, yeah, Pokemon November. So I'm wondering uh, if Link's Awakening is going to be a budget release. 
Maybe. We'll see. I think it'd probably go for about £30. Animal Crossing's delayed till March 2020. <laughs> but, but we did see that it's going to be like a, an island like building game. It looks really cool. It's like an it's island really survival cool. type I'm, game. You, I'm really looking forward to playing Animal Crossing on my From that trailer alone, it seems they've expanded upon things so much since the last game. Like, Animal Crossing gets a, gets a rep of like being quite similar from game to game. And New Leaf made a big change in making you the mayor and letting you build in your town and stuff. This seems to take it to a whole new level and that you're on this island. You're able to build paths and build your items and build your like the, the things you're using. Put all of your furniture outside if you want to. Just fill up this whole island with people rather than like having a town that you come into. I'm really excited, but I'm so sad it's coming next year. But also it's good because it means developers don't have to go through crunch. Yeah, exactly. And then finally, the big the big big announcement. A game is in development. A game is in development. It's it's Breath of the Wild 2. And that's all we got. Breath of the Wild 2 is in development. We got a glow cut scene. We saw that Ganondorf's but, bodies, or skeletal body is alive. We got a cutscene. We saw Zelda with her short hair. Sure. You can guarantee that 30 second cutscene has been pulled apart and everyone now everyone knows exactly what's going to happen in that game. That's it. Uh, no, the... That's these cutscenes are just designed for dickheads to speculate about it. Yeah, of course. Endlessly, frame by frame. I hate it. <laughs> Why do you hate it? Because it's such a is such you're you're doing their marketing work for them. They're like, <laughs> we'll release a trailer and we know there are people who will just talk about it for like an hour. And it's just just, just wait and see what it's gonna be. Wait and see. <laughs> what about the new Smash characters? There were two. Uh sure, Banjo. Kazumi, I'd, Hero, Dragon's Quest, I've not played. Oh, when does Dragon Quest Eleven come out for Switch? I didn't make a note of that because I'm not going to play it. All right. I've already I mean, it. I guess I could just get it for PC if I want now, so it doesn't really matter that much anymore. It looks like it's been but, ported really well to Switch, though. That's something I think I, I don't, I don't know that much don't about uh, Dragon's Quest, but Banjo-Kazooie, sure, why not? I mean, the, the, character, the character was never the issue with Banjo-Kazooie. I really like the character of Banjo-Kazooie. I you like you the... predicted a Microsoft character for... Uh, I actually predicted Banjo-Kazooie. That was like the rumour going in. And I thought as soon as we saw uh, the hero at the start, I was like, nope, that's it. We're only getting this one. But to announce two characters in one press conference is is crazy. Um, Master Chief for Smash would be good. I'm sure we're only going to get Banjo-Kazooie from Microsoft. I would have preferred Minecraft Steve. Yeah, that'd be quite fun. You know, I think it'd be so creative what you could do with him, but that's not going to happen. Um, well, anyway, what, uh, what about look, can I can I just ask I, that weird Resident Evil trailer? Oh yeah, I I skipped over those bits. Oh okay, because I didn't care about Resident Evil Five or Six. That was such a weird trailer. the The trailer itself showed Resident Evil One, which is already out on Switch. Mm. And then and then they just at the end of it they announced also Resident Evil Five and Six are coming. Interesting. Really odd. Uh, some more about Zelda. I think okay, so. I think it's interesting that they advertised it as the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Implying it will be, first of all, a direct sequel. The first direct sequel since Phantom Hourglass? Um, uh, I think. You're right. Yes? Yeah. So yes. it's going to be a... a hope, well, it maybe well it's Spirit be a Tracks sequel. was a direct sequel to Phantom Hourglass, which was okay. a direct sequel to Wind so A direct sequel to Breath of the Wild, probably based on the, the trailers, the same characters... Uh, that'll be interesting. I'm I'm glad that they're going to make another game in that world, in that style. Do you I want, thought, like? Hmm, do you think they'll use the same Hyrule? Yeah, that's a question. Uh, I don't know it might maybe it'll be a different a different land, a different thing. 
Because I feel like they could use that same land, but maybe just change it up a bit. Yeah, I feel it. It depends. Um, I think you they need to use, change it quite a bit. Yeah, like, imagine you spent think, so much time in that. Imagine going back to that same land, but it's different to how you remember. Mm. I think that could be like really effective. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, it that that would be interesting. I'm I'm interested to see you know what will happen with and if they've got a not only what will happen with that but if they've got another mainline Zelda game that's not a Breath of the Wild related yeah good point probably not uh, is, but this maybe. Gonna, is this going to be a modern warfare situation where in 10 years time they'll release Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild <laughs> <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah probably no I don't, I don't but no so. I'll be good because I feel like Breath of the Wild is very good uh, but just a few refinements to that game would make it I think really would be even better give it actual dungeons they- uh, some dungeons would be cool. Uh, the, the Yiga clan stuff could have done without um, being refined the weapon degradation. The define the, the weapon degradation. I hope they keep uh, that, refined. but just maybe change it a little bit. It'd be interesting, and hopefully, maybe we could get to play with Zelda this time. Hopefully, that'd be that'd Although, be Although, based be on conversations with Anuma at um, E3, the director of this this stuff or head of Zelda or whatever, um, he pretty much said. People keep saying this, and I don't know why. <laughs> Can you play a Zelda? Uh, why would you want to? It's not called The Legend of... Oh, uh, hang on. Well, well so yeah. Um, this trailer kind of reminds me of the, the Breath of the Wild announcement trailer at E3 2013. Was that 2013? That was ages ago, yeah. When yeah, it was, when it was coming was about, out for Wii U. Yeah, there was about four... I mean, it did come out for Wii U. Oh, yeah, it did. Uh, but there, there was about four years between that trailer and the final release. Uh, so, but they've already, obviously, they've got the graphics engine and everything working this time. They've so maybe it'll be two or three years? Maybe. Maybe two years. I'd say, I'd say about two years. Does this provide hope for a Mario Odyssey sequel? Uh, maybe. I hope I'd, so. No more or less, I think. They could They could do like a Galaxy 2. They could do an Odyssey 2. I would like That'd that be a quite lot. good. Um, no, the the thing that struck me most is no 3D world announcement. Yeah, I felt for sure they were going to announce it. That was one of my predictions. I guess they're going to keep it for a rainy day. Yeah, they don't really need to. They've got so much coming out this year that at no point well, now do they need to. If it never comes out. out for Switch, I'll be really disappointed. Really, because I was actually such a good... I was really happy that there was no like um, re-release of Wii U games. Yeah, I know I'm, uh, that's fine. But 3D World, I just love that game, and I really liked to better to play it on a modern console portably. I still really think cool. I prefer a sequel. Maybe. Maybe. Mm. Mm. 3D World is a special game, I it think. It is a special game. A lot, so many ideas. It's maybe game. the best 3D Mario. It, it's my favourite 3D Mario. I think it might be mine as Although, well. Although, I feel like it, for me, it, I didn't play Galaxy properly. I know lots of people say Galaxy. I've played, I have mm. played Galaxy. I've not played it as much. So Odyssey me, is better than Galaxy 3, is. There I said it. 3D World. It would go 3D World, Odyssey, and then whatever. 64. 64. Yeah. Yeah. We said it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> 64. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all in all, I think a good conference. It was, I, it, they said before, I know they're going to focus on stuff that was already coming out, which makes sense considering how much is actually there from one company. They did announce No More Heroes 3. Yeah. I don't. I've, I've not been a I've never really played No More Heroes. So. They're good. They're fun action games. They're very silly, very anime. They're cool. Uh, I know that Travis Strikes Again was really bad. Oh yeah, I'm I'm surprised we're getting. I guess at this point, even though Travis Strikes Again did bad, they're like, well, it's already in development anyway. We might as well continue it. Well, was that Nintendo? Was anything like we fucked that one up? Yeah, that's that's on us. 
That's not a reflection of the game quality. But it, it feels like Travis Strikes Again was meant to sort of build hype for this No More Heroes 3 announcement because it's, yeah, it's kind of been less than a safe. year and it's coming out next year, mm. so it has been in production for a while. Yeah. But it's just a bad game and now they're like, what? Mm. Still got to release No More Heroes 3? <laughs> now it gets to be like a redemption arc rather than a building well, of hype. We can hope. We can hope. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I didn't play the second one, but the first one was a lot of fun. All in all, I think Nintendo did really great. If I was going to rank the conferences, I'd put Nintendo at top, then Microsoft, mm. then Square, and if I could, I wouldn't place Ubisoft and Bethesda. But because okay. I have to, they're both bottom. Who says you have to? You've made your own rule. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The ranking of the conferences. This is our podcast. Nintendo, Microsoft, Square. There were no others. Yeah, sure. Oh, Keanu Reeves goes above all of it, though. <laughs> He's separate. That's for nerd and or geek ratings. Yeah, official. Do you agree with that? You know what I really wish? I wish Keanu Reeves has been every it would be in every conference. He just come out on each one. I would love him to be the presenter of all conferences from now on. He did he was so great and so fun. Oh, I loved it. Um ready for question of the week? Yep. This week's question comes to us from Paula, who lives in Newcastle. It actually comes. Did I say Newcastle last time? It actually comes Maybe. from John Microsoft, uh, direct from E3. My question for you guys is: Only twenty-one percent of games at E3 were non-violent. Why do you think this is? And can you think of ways games can be engaging without needing to go on murderous rampages? Thanks, John. Uh, I don't know who let you back in, but oh, thanks, you can you can leave, yeah. please. Go back to Microsoft, where you belong. Um, in America. Yeah, uh, from a poll done by GamesIndustry.biz, twenty um, percent of the games at E3 were non-violent, with the rest of them being focused on like the the goal of the game is to to murder essentially. Um, that includes like things like Lego Star Wars. That like they count that in like, the violence category, which I guess with a game mm. with war in the title, you would have to. Yeah. Um, but even though it is for kids, what what is it about games that? requires like made, makes violence the focus because it's always been the case oh this is this is a really big question i know i know it's a really big question but like board games aren't always that way i suppose chess always has been but yeah well for, for an abstraction of violence yeah i mean it's, it's it's interesting i just feel like um i guess combat is quite quite an immediately apparent way to add um some sort of like challenge to your game yeah like there's like there's something it's either like if you think simple games like early games you've got a goal you've got a place where you start either there's something in your way or there's something trying to prevent you from getting there yeah and I suppose we've never really grown out of that I guess I mean what have you got I mean Pong is non-violent I know exactly uh, yeah I guess got, so but you've got Space Invaders Pac-Man I mean Pac-Man has a bit of violence in it I mean if you define violence as any game with like conflict or combat it's combat where you harm another thing, but where I think it's where it's the goal of some in some the capacity, goal. you know, mm. like Lego That's Lego Star Wars. The goal also you have to at some point fight these people. I'm sure you could play Pac Man without hurting anyone, you know. I guess you can, yeah. Um, whereas with these other games, you have to at some point be violent towards another, which is fine. Like I don't, I'm, I'm not saying don't someone finger the children. We must get rid of all of this, but you know. Well, it's it's, yeah, it's interesting it's, how how just think, how violent games part, are. I think it's part legacy of like of like topics and genres, and part just conflict and uh, combat 
uh, you know, direct conflict between people and players. It's just an easy way to kind of add a mechanical element into the game. Would is is there a way to not do that? Like, I, I could mean, see, yeah, I, I mean, could see a Tomb Raider game which has all the excitement of a Tomb Raider game without having to kill kill lots of people. Yeah, it's true. You just, it's like a puzzle game. Or even, even like that. Yeah, you can still have this whole cinematic adventure without needing yeah. to kill people. You know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, look at a game like Force of Horizon. Yeah, yeah. Where it's this, it's this huge just, thing. Uh, it's, it's, where it's just um, running around, just driving, it's the joy of driving puzzle games. Yeah, so you definitely you can. Would you? I just feel like it's. Would you hmm. want to see more games, which which maybe just like remove? Could could you have games which are already like quite violent, but remove the violence and still keep them as engaging? Like go back to the Tomb Raider thing. Would the latest Tomb Raider games be as engaging if they didn't have those violent sections within it? Uh, yeah, well, I've not played any Tomb Raider games, so I wouldn't know, but. I'm trying to think of big game franchises now. Not Assassin's Creed. You have to be an assassin. Yeah, you have to be an assassin uh, for that. But even then, <laughs> you look at like Assassin's Creed now, and they're essentially these history simulator games, right? So like you're you're going on this adventure in Egypt or Greece or whatever. Could you do this big open world adventure without it being like go and kill these people? Could it be engaging in that way? Oh uh, yeah, I think it definitely could. Could you have a Skyrim type game which isn't focused on the combat between you and a bunch of enemies? Yeah, you'd have to focus it on kind of survival, the landscape, obstacles, talk like dialogue, diplomacy. It's more effort. I'll say that. It is. Like, try and... But would it only be more effort to start with and as more games came out with that sort of yeah, thing it maybe. built people up around it? Uh, I, I'm thinking now of a Battle Royale game but instead of fighting it's like a you, there's like a goal that everyone's trying to race to and you have to battle the environment. God, yeah, oh, that navigate. sounds... That'd be good. That oh, that's copyright, fun. copyright. Oh, I, I invented that. I came up with that. I want that <laughs> so that, badly. That's my, that's my idea. Uh, I get... Someone make it and I'll get half the profits. I bet there's like okay. I bet there's a Minecraft mod which lets you do that. Hmm. Could you imagine like a, like a Minecraft type thing where there's a goal to... Like maybe even the goal is to get some diamonds. Yeah. With some capacity. We, we, could, we could literally make that mod in Minecraft. I'm not sure. It wouldn't sure even could, be... But... <laughs> I'm sure uh, we could have after uh, some time. One could, as uh, someone with comparable just, skill, with skills, someone type with a skill. Mod, type in the mod maker equals game idea <laughs> battle royale no combat. Okay, but if you had the skill, like you could, you can make a Minecraft map with no monsters or anything, yeah. and then you could disable damage, player damage, and then yeah, you just have a a goal where everyone's trying to get to. I want it. Yeah, it's good. I invented that. That was me. <laughs> okay, um, so. We we're getting rid of. What's your answer? We're getting rid of boss battle whatever boys five. Boss boys that's on the back burner. Big boss battle boys I've forgotten the name of it. But big boys boss battle battle five is on the back burner. <laughs> For now, we now focus on <laughs> Minecraft mod. <laughs> My, Minecraft Minecraft um, environmental royale. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is honestly stick with the Tomb Raider Uncharted. Uncharted, right? You've got Uncharted with Nathan Drake. He goes on this this adventure to find this treasure and things. There's a lot of cinematic moments where you've like like Indiana Jones, where he escapes from boulders and stuff. That without the combat, make the challenge come from the environments after you. You know, you're having to ch- def- decide mm. defend against the environment. You still have these massive cinematic moments, but it becomes more again like how you get through the envi- these environmental mm. challenges. It just it just feels it feels like so much so much time. I've been thinking about this recently. It feels like combat is just put into games because it has to be there. Yeah. And sometimes combat in games fight. doesn't feel good. Like there are times where I'm playing games 
where the combat in a way gets in the way of the game that I'm playing. I want to not have to do those battles. Mm-hmm. I want to just get to the next bit of the story. I want to just engage in yeah. the game in other ways than just having to fight people all the time. Yeah, I'm thinking of... Um, I mean, you get really special games like Her Story or something like that that really kind of evolve design. Yeah. Well, uh, okay. Well, that's that's... There's a lot of possibilities. There is. But I, I like the environmental kind of adventure. I wish more people would, we've come up with. would um we've come we, up with. Yeah. <laughs> Get on it, game developers. I'll, honestly, if someone made that game and made it good, I would happily let them just have that idea. Fuck it, you know. I wouldn't. I want my money. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about the money, Scott. It's about the good experiences. <laughs> it's about what the game becomes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's it for the Nerd and or Geek podcast <laughs> bumper E3 Oh, it was special. a long... Uh, yes, it was brilliant. Thanks for sticking with us. I um, hope you enjoyed it. Let us know if you have any ideas for games um, by commenting somewhere. I don't You can't comment on Spotify if that's what you're listening to. <laughs> no. Send us an email. Um, yeah. What's the email address? Nerdandorgeek at gmail.com. I okay, do not idiot. check it, but do send us an email. Um, but maybe, but maybe, yeah, might, maybe I'll someone check might it check it on holiday. I'm going off for two weeks now, so I'll come back having played one game, and I'll try and keep up with the news while I'm away. Cool. It's been fun. All right. Yeah, it's been fun. Thanks, Scott. All right. I've been Cal Outy. Oh. It's been Scott Hunter. I've been Scott Hunter. Yep. Stay safe. Bye. And Love you. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye.